Hi, Merch Money. We are live. This has got to be, what, like three or four weeks in a row? I'm so impressed. <laughs> We're coming back. We, we used to be so we used to be so good, always every Monday. And uh, anyway, we're back. So today we have a brand new podcast. We got Travis and Josiah. Um, I love the name they call their podcast. It's PODcast. <laughs> Print on yes. demand. Yes, perfect. Play on words on podcast. Um, so welcome. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thanks so, for having us. I was telling them I. Yeah, hey, I think my computer is having a little bit of a delay, so we'll see. I was telling them beforehand that I um, changed up my setup so I could sit in front of my computer instead of my laptop, and my lighting's all messed up. I'm all discombobulated, so I apologize in advance, guys. <laughs> um, but thank you guys all for being here, and um, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Travis and, and Josiah and Ron, I'm uh, doing all kinds of stuff, FBA and um, all kinds of Amazon stuff. So we'll we'll dive into it um, and feel free to ask questions in the chat. Um, Travis was telling me before we logged on that uh, he saw my post today about working with influencers and he um, they have experience with that. So we will cover that as well. Perfect. So. Yeah, well, how about you guys introduce yourself? Just say a little bit how how you met, how you guys to do the podcast. Yeah, sure. All you, right, I'll you, go first. You go first. <laughs> uh, my name's Travis, and um, I've known Josiah for probably just over five years or yeah. so. Um, and we met, we met, we went to the same church. And um, uh, I was telling Helen before um, I was already doing Amazon FBA you know, retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, um, wholesale, private label, pretty much dipped my toe in all of the things. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, that's kind of how we got hooked up. His, his now father-in-law actually um, was looking for something to do from the house. And so I connected with him and kind of helped him along, showed him, some, showed him the ropes a little bit. And, um, and then we would kind of do things together and eventually uh, Jason hired Josiah and Josiah and I have been on retail arbitrage trips <laughs> up and down the front range of Colorado. Yeah. And, um, we put on the, uh, uh, Rocky mountain reseller conference. Well, I, I did with another guy, Josiah has been at every single one of them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, awesome. eventually as time went on, I kind of saw, in my opinion, the writing on the wall that, um, retail arbitrage and, uh, online arbitrage and those types of things were getting harder and harder and more challenging. And so um, I had heard about sublimating coffee mugs. Um, I don't even remember where I heard it. I think I actually heard it at a conference and um, through some people. And so I ordered a press, I ordered some mugs, I ordered a, a, an Epson printer that I, you know, kind of retrofitted, <laughs> yeah, converted and um, started doing it out of my, you know, out of my house because I already had the skills for doing private labels that like create listings and things like that. And I'd already started in merch. So I had, you know, a lot of designs and I'm like, well, let's repurpose these designs, put them on some mugs and just started doing that and was telling Jason and Josiah, man, this is, this is actually work working. I'm doing really well with these <laughs> coffee mugs and, you know, I'm just trying to get more and more up. Um, and so they started doing it. And, and I mean, fast forward, you know, probably two and a half, three years. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we're at way different places. <laughs> uh, it, 
it's uh, it's been quite a journey. Now, you know, I, I had my own facility. I had a huge Hicks conveyor mug oven that could do, you know, hundreds an hour of coffee mugs. Wow. Wow. I had a, a t-shirt printer. Um, and then, and then I kind of stepped back and said, you know what? I don't really want all this overhead. I'd rather <laughs> just kind of have a lifestyle business. And then yeah. Josiah, yeah. he did the, he went the other way. We were the, yeah, we're the other <laughs> direction. So we dove more into being the facility that, you know, Travis and other people would outsource to and kind of being a perfect mm -hmm. partner. Um, and it was all the same I reasons get burnt out on uh, Amazon because, you know, it's great, but you also put all of your eggs in their basket and you could wake up one morning and they could say, hey, you can't sell this item anymore. And it could be your bread and butter. And then all of a sudden you have no mm -hmm. bread and butter. So, and then, and then yeah, it's right over. So we wanted to build something that was more. No one Welcome likes to bread. Amazon. Yeah, no one likes bread. It's like toast without yeah, butter. Exactly. No one likes bread. It's going to be toasted. Yeah, nope. So then it's like, so, so then we, um, I wanted to pivot to something that was more sustainable um, and build a brand that we could actually grow and control our margins and still create stuff and still create new you know, listings like Travis was saying. And so we started What For Apparel and we've grown it uh, for the last three and a half years doing a lot of print fulfillment and influencer marketing and, and stuff like that. But it seems as though Travis and I, even though we work in separate businesses and have always been always been very parallel to each other um and so you know yeah. that's why we've done you know arbitrage trips and wholesale trips and mm -hmm. going to trade shows and and all that in fact i think mm -hmm. our wives refer to each of us as our road wives so yeah, i think that's what we were for like two, two years <laughs> um, i love so, that so yeah so that's kind of where we started and the podcast was birthed out of this place of as we began a print-on-demand journey, we couldn't really find any good print-on-demand podcasts that were yeah. really good resources for someone like us who was starting and kind of deer in the headlights and didn't know where to go and what to do and what any of this meant. Mm -hmm. So fast forward three and a half, two and a half, three years later, we decided, well, we should just make that content right. and start this ourselves. So that's kind of how the podcast came to be. Yeah. It's not to say that there wasn't anything out there. Sure. It was just, a lot of it was really, really focused, you know, niche. There was a lot of things on Merch by Amazon because that was brand new, but it was just Merch by Amazon. Right. Or there were yeah. other podcasts about, um, you know, that were being done by um, salesmen that were basically trying to sell big, huge print, you know, uh, print yeah. machines and stuff yeah. like that. And right. it, it really nailed what we were trying to do. Right. And so we had talked about this three years ago yeah. <laughs> and we said, you know, we should just do it ourselves. And it took us three years to finally get <laughs> off our butts and actually press publish. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Well, you finally got there, uh, but you started it now. Yep. yep. And I think it's so cool how everything builds on itself. So even though you started with FBA and then uh, road trips across the country and all different stuff, it all like ends up building on itself. I feel like um, that's what I love so much about entrepreneur journey. Cause it's like everything is not a waste. Like you learn something from each yeah. thing and it helps you in the next right. thing. Um, so yeah. Tell yeah. her about the story well, about the, I am the, so the uh, show we were at and, and how we kind of were walking around with everybody <laughs> talking to people about yeah. what their business model was. Yeah. So, so we went, uh, to Portland was our first kind of foray into this print on demand. We just went to learn about mugs. 
because <laughs> that's okay. all we were doing. Okay. And uh, they had a lot of educational courses and stuff. I think it was NBM, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we, we knew what was happening, we were just drinking from a fire hose of information about T-shirt printing and I can print on shoes and what the heck can I do with aluminum and just be blown <laughs> away with all these things that even sublimation could do that we were not really aware of. But every person that would walk around yeah. to their booths or we talked to print shop owners or whatever, I would always ask, you know, I'd ask two questions. What are you doing for advertising? And what are you doing with Amazon? Mm -hmm. And the first answer was, we don't mm -hmm. advertise. It's mostly word of mouth, which I found to be very true. And the second answer was, why would we sell anything on Amazon? So I realized that there was a huge <laughs> hole in the market that mm -hmm. these the people that are owning these um, businesses just because they don't have the you know experiences that Travis and I have in FBA and yeah, e we feel I mean, like everyone knows. You yeah, know. yeah, we we yeah. feel like everyone knows about Amazon, but a lot of people don't. They right. don't know you can sell on yeah. Amazon. So yeah, so we knew we could leverage that experience mm -hmm. and uh, begin utilizing Amazon in addition to you know fulfilling the traditional channels of, of a print shop, basically. So um, that that was an interesting realization like you said you take for granted because you're so in the bubble yeah. on Amazon. everyone knows what that is or why you would sell right. there yeah. right now yeah. I, I do have a quick question i know we're still going through you're in a background but travis um since you started out making mugs and printing them um what platform were you just like did you have your own shopify store did you have your own website like how were you selling sure. those um, when I first started, I was just creating listings on Amazon because I had, okay. I had experience with private label where you have to, you know, and for your listeners, if you don't know what private label is, it's basically finding a product, um, you know, maybe on Alibaba or, you know, in another country that you get sent to you and then you design the packaging for it. And it's now you put your private label on the package or your white label and you sell it as your own. And so I would, I'd already done that, which means that I've had to create tons of listings for all these private label products. So it was a real easy pivot for me. Um, you know, we even called it a, like, it was kind of like poor man's private label, <laughs> you know, because you're basically just creating yeah. a listing um, of a product that doesn't even exist because you're using mock-ups, mock-up generators to, mm -hmm. to give the actual product. And then you only actually, you never hold inventory until it actually sells and then you get the mug out and print the print, the, yeah. the print and put it in the press and everything. But um, I started on Amazon. Since then, I've done, you know, eBay, Etsy. Uh, I'm on Walmart. Um, I do have a Shopify store with certain products. I don't have an exhaustive catalog of all my products. Um, I still we I still do merch a little bit. Um, in other words, I have an account. Actually, I have I technically have two accounts. Um, I was able to kind of get around the uh the the technical or what you know i have basically two accounts that are they're okay okay so i'm like whenever i say that i was gonna say jeff bezos can hear you i don't know how you're doing <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm like you never know who's in groups like exactly <laughs> there definitely needs to be people from my account and I have an account and my wife has an account. How about that? Okay. There we <laughs> but, go. Much better, much better. I really, yeah. I haven't added anything to those accounts in forever. So we've really been focusing on just expanding our catalog of, of coffee mugs and t-shirts and, you know, all the other things that you can do with print on demand. Yeah. Great. So 
so cool. So much we could go into. I'm so excited to that. Um, like I had heard of you, you from the the conference that you used to do. So, but mm -hmm. I just thought you guys were all FBA. I had no idea you were doing print on demand or influencer marketing or mugs or sublimation. I mean, Walmart. I've posted so many times in the group about if anybody is a seller on Walmart because I think that's a huge opportunity. So that we're going to probably have to have you back on for like each one of these. It's Walmart, influencer marketing, um, all of it. And even just selling on Amazon. Like I obviously I have an Amazon account, but I always did retail arbitrage. So I don't have the same experience of you as doing private label. So for me, it wasn't quite as seamless a transition. Um, I kind of just left my FBA account and then went to merch instead of utilizing that account and listing all my shirts. So that's a mm -hmm. whole nother opportunity that I'm missing and, and that I'm sure a lot of people are missing. So that's definitely something we should talk about um, in the future. Um, yeah. So have you found, have you found that everything sells the same on merch as on seller central or is one better than the other? Or what is your experience with that? Well, I mean, because I'm, I primarily started with mugs and merch doesn't do mugs. I don't have real good data for that. Um, I mean, okay. I think everybody that, you know, that does do merch, a lot of your listeners know that um, if they did start out early, it was a lot easier to make sales on merch in the early days. Um, and it's gotten right. more and more, you know, saturated, just like every market. I mean, even the mug market right. on, on Amazon and, you know, has and Etsy and all those, uh, it's gotten saturated. So, and to also be fair, I didn't put every single design um, that I have on a mug on on a on merch, right? Um, so right. I, I don't really have good data to to compare one to the other. Um, I do know that mugs sell great on Amazon <laughs> for sure. We, awesome. especially Q4. Yeah, especially Q4. I mean, I just sent in you know several pallets worth of mugs that are you know going to be in my FBA account uh, just to try to not only capitalize but prepare. <laughs> Um, I mean, last year when I had my own facility and I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of feeling sorry for Josiah here because <laughs> he's getting ready to, to you know, go into a Q4 and he's not only producing his own stuff, but he's producing other people's stuff. And I know I was just mainly doing, yeah, he's doing some of my stuff too. I just remember last Q4, I mean, we were, I had to get temps and we were just going and going and going and going, um, producing our own stuff. So you know, I, I fully expect that to happen again, um, but the FBA stock hopefully kind of alleviates some of that intense pressure, you know, and then, and then automation, yeah. you know, a lot of people are getting, um, you know, we talk about this a lot on our podcast, a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll get a, an order and then they'll, you know, on Etsy or whatever, and then they'll go to their fulfillment partner and they'll, you know, copy and paste the address and all that. Um, yeah. That's fine from January to October, <laughs> you know, yeah, you get into yeah. November. And you guys, I mean, if you've been done this for any amount of time, yeah. you know, um, it can get really crazy. So automation is, has been um, one of my focuses because, you know, just I've always yeah. wanted to scale and scale and scale. And so mm -hmm. I really try to focus on automation. And I know, um, I know you guys have also, you know, been in that same boat and trying to figure yeah. that, figure some of that stuff out for yourselves. Yeah, it, we, we're doing it. I mean, we've been, we're, we're forced to grow. And so we had, you know, you develop those systems that worked for the time and then suddenly you come into right. a huge growth season like Q4 or even just in business in general. And then you, you realize that 
those systems have been outgrown and then you're forced to kind of reassess everything in the middle of the chaos. Uh, that happened last Q4. Uh, you know, we're, we're pushing yeah, out. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. Yeah, last year we were doing 100 to 150 mugs like a day. Not, I'm not, no exaggeration of just getting them out from all, for all the order. Wow. It, it was it's crazy. So mugs are definitely a great, a great item to, to put on Amazon as well. So, but there's definitely wow. a correlation between number of listings and number of sales. Yeah, of course. It's thing. the same thing with any print on demand, I think. Um, yeah. You really do have two choices. You can, you know, focus on building a brand and really having niche designs and, and, you know, something that sets you apart and then maybe putting those things on several products, but fewer designs on more products, or you can kind of go the mile wide and an inch deep and have every, you know, niche under the sun um, represented yeah. in, your, in your Amazon store. Yeah. Yep. Or all of it. <laughs> or both. You do, <laughs> yeah, you do, you do merge, you do FBA, a little bit of everything. It's, it's interesting that how you've been able to combine all of it together. So you're shipping mugs in, so it could be FBA, and then I guess you're fulfilling some of them yourself, right? You're, you're shipping out mugs yourself as well. Yeah, so I actually uh, got out of my warehouse at the end of February. Um, so I got I got out of my, sorry, we just have a little interruption. We're on a live call, but <laughs> it's inside. <laughs> um, so I got out of my lease in February, and so I moved out of my warehouse and started basically doing fulfillment with guys like yeah. Josiah and other companies that, um, you know, can automate the sales you know, basically it's, 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 you really want to make it to where the sale comes in, you, you don't touch it. It goes to the print partner. The print partner looks it up by the SKU. They find your design or whatever, you know, the art, the print file. And then when it's shipped, they ship, send the shipping back uh, to Amazon or Walmart or wherever. And so the more, um, more integrations you can have, the better. Um, but yeah, so that's really primarily my, my world. I still have a press and I, I do some rush jobs or if somebody needs something fast or something like that or, or local things, I can do some local things. But for, for most, for the most part, I'm outsourced on my production. Yeah. Whereas Josiah, they're all doing it in-house. Yeah. And we, we send, you know, pallets of mugs to FBA uh, as well as fulfill orders ourselves, like fulfilled by merchant essentially, or, or sell fulfilled prime. Yeah. Uh, get that out on a daily basis. But like Travis was saying, the F, the, the pallets, the, F, the, the FBA warehouses are hopefully to offset the amount of stress that, that you can encounter during Q4 yeah. when the right. stock going out first. You guys okay. are brave. I like never tried to do any of that. Like I would just ship it <laughs> so that Amazon deals with it and then do merch so that Amazon deals with it. Like I never, <laughs> I never wanted to touch the product. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing FBA, I at least touched it in the beginning to send it sure. to Amazon. But even sure. that was just too much. I'm like, I don't want to be dealing with all these boxes. And Christina tried yeah. it one day. She's like, I'm done. <laughs> I did it yeah. for like uh, three, three, four years, something like that. Um, but anyway, it's, it's so interesting, all the different ways you can do print on demand. It's just limitless. Have you, um, have you done any of the fulfillment partners that, that were used to like Printful or Printify or custom cat or things like that? Or do you have like your own local, uh, fulfillment partners? 
so for us, we used Printful for a short while to kind of supplement items that we weren't currently producing, uh, like embroidery. Okay. Uh, and uh-huh. that was just because I we didn't want to tell customers no, or we don't want to tell our clients that it couldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so we would tell them yeah, and then outsource it. Um, so I've used I've used Printful uh, for stuff like that before we brought embroidery on online here, um, which which has worked uh-huh. fine. Um, I, I know that there's some people who have had experiences. With, in fact, there's a, there's a client that I'm working with now that uses Printful that are just Printful so big and they're so inundated with orders that it's hard for them to really get orders out in a timely fashion, mm-hmm. which is something that, um, and it's okay. hard to get an answer from them as to what is happening in the process. So that's one advantage that, you know, we mm-hmm. have, we can, they can call us and we can give them an update. We can get things out by a certain time because we yeah. have the staff, we have you know everything in process. So that that's one advantage. But for me personally, I, using Printful was pretty seamless for yep. just a few things that I did use it for. Have you used it to yep. supplement yeah. anything? Yes. So I've used it, I've used Printful. I have um, so I have an Amazon Europe account. So the five countries in Amazon I sell on. Okay. So all of my listings that are in the U.S. Um, are also alive and well in Europe. And so for a long time, I used over there. Um, I've since switched back to a U.S. based manufacturer that gives actually better rates, even though I'm shipping across the ocean. Um, But when I first when I first moved out of the warehouse and I sold my T-shirt printer, um, I I jumped on uh, Printify for a while Mm -hmm. and basically created Uh I had a friend that. Um, he's a programmer and he basically created me kind of a little web app or an interface or something that would go in and basically create all my SKUs and map them to the right color, the right size and put the art on them for me. So I didn't have to do all the mock-ups. So I, I did that for uh, I don't know, like a few months. It was really helpful. Um, and, I mean, we had to, we had to jump through some hoops, but eventually I just talked to these guys into doing my shirts for me. And uh, so now they, you know, they do my shirts and then I've got another guy that does does my mugs because he doesn't want he doesn't want my mug my mug business yet. No, yeah, we don't have the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's like one thing at a time. I just want to yeah. real quick show um, Melinda's comment. She's excited to see everyone. Did it work? Sorry, freezing up a little bit. And say hi to Teresa and Renee and Lance and. Um, so yeah, it's good good to see familiar faces. I'm, I'm sure uh, maybe Melinda has seen you guys before. Um, so well, it's so I love hearing all these different ways to do to do this business. Um, just real quick on the fulfillment partners, because you know people like me, I I just um, don't want to touch everything. Like I want it to be easy and seamless. So, but I understand the point of, of doing it yourself because then you have more control and you can um, make sure the quality is good. Like you can find your own products and all different things like that. So what would be um, just a couple uh, comparisons just for anyone who's thinking about doing it themselves? What are some things that they should think about or um, what are some of the benefits of not using one of the big companies? Um, I just said Printful because that's the biggest one, but there's several like that. Um, is there any uh, any uh, good tips of why to do it yourself and how um, what people should think about? 
Yeah, I guess it kind of depends. And, you know, we talk about this on the podcast too. It kind of depends mm-hmm. on, uh, I think the way we phrased it is what you want to be when you grow up, right? <laughs> like what, what business are, okay. are you trying to get into? Are you wanting to build something that you can expand beyond print on demand, uh, online stuff? You can do, you know, local stuff with churches and youth groups and restaurants and you want to kind of grow it, grow that. Um, and doing it yourself is great. You also, like you said, you get to control your margins. The thing about doing it on your own is it is obviously a much more heavy investment up front in the machinery and in inventory and in overhead. I mean, you have to kind of um, factor all of that in because if you're doing it yourself, you have to stock the colors you're going to offer and you have to stock the, all the sizes that you're going to offer. And then you have, of course, have to have the machine and the pre-treat. And so um, doing it yourself is, yeah. is great, but it is a much steeper learning curve uh, than perhaps like outsourcing yeah. to someone to begin with. Now you can, you can do both. You can outsource it and then sl- and in the meantime, slowly get into doing it yourself, whether it's through vinyl or transfer or print on or you know, DTG, whatever. Um, you, you can kind of do both and kind of dip your toe into what it's like to have your own, do it on your own and your, yourself. Um, so I would say that's probably mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing is, yeah, the margins, you can control your pricing a lot better as far as what you get per sale, but yeah. you have to kind of also factor in the investment that it's going to take in order for you to have that ability right. and how long it's going to take you to pay off that investment by selling, you know, on Amazon or Etsy yeah. or Walmart or whatever platform. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is the perfect. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, oh, I, I'll have a good uh, finish in just a second. But I was just going to say, I think one of the considerations might be if you're building a brand, which it sounds like you are because you're doing influencer marketing. So we'll, we'll go into that in a minute. But what were you going to say, Travis? I was just going to say, I mean, on average, uh, I mean, it's been a while since I looked at Printful's um, or Printful's mug pricing, but mm-hmm. I want to say it's like six ninety five, seven ninety five uh, for the mug. Then another five bucks ish um, for the shipping. Um, a blank mug you can get for anywhere from a dollar to a dollar fifteen. An eleven ounce mug. Yeah. The the ink on most designs for sublimation is going to be five cents yeah. to ten cents yeah. with the transfer. Um, you can get a press um, for $100, $150. Now that's a cheap press, but right. it'll it'll last for a while. Yeah. Um, and so you mm-hmm. know you you know you're, you're talking about a five dollar or so spread between what you would be paying a Printful or a Printify. Now you can find cheaper prices, of course, um, but you want to make sure the quality matches. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I I was coming from it from the point of view of like the t-shirt printing and doing right. that on your own but breaking in like we did doing mugs on your own is a much more inexpensive investment just to you know okay. house the mugs and print them yourself some mugs if you want to start doing yeah. it yourself on amazon mugs is a great kind of barrier of entry I- vinyl is another yeah. another one you know you, you still have to stock a lot of shirts sure you know, if you're going to do vinyl shirts, but the vinyl cutters themselves aren't as expensive as, say, a, a Epson F2100 GTG. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think wow. stickers, too. Have you guys tried stickers? Because I think some people do that because I, I think those aren't that expensive to make stickers. Yeah. I don't know. I've never done it. No, that's not something we've done, but I know you can get wide format printers <laughs> yeah. that aren't, 
you know, Super 15 super grand. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that could do a lot of things. Yeah. I, I know a guy who does posters, um, you know, same type of thing. He does okay. it's a printer and then he just rolls them up in a tube and yeah. ships them off. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity that's, yeah, it's not the $15,000, $20,000 with the pre-treater right. yeah. initial investment yeah. um, to do your own merch by Amazon, if you will. Right. right. I do have yeah. a quick question about um, doing sublimation mugs. So we have a question from someone saying that they've already got a mug heat press and mm -hmm. they're looking for a printer suggestion that's not thousands of dollars, but still, sure. you know, has, has good quality. Yeah. So when I got started, I had an Epson C something. I can't remember what it was, but then I got what's called a, I think it's called a CIS, CISS kit that right. tied into the print heads. And then you get the ink that would sublimate uh, or the sublimation ink that you could, would fill up that, you know, with little tubes and then okay. it would actually print on that. Um, the next step up from that probably is a sawgrass, mm -hmm. um, which used to be Rico. They have an SG500 that just came out. Their old version is an SG400, yeah. and there's two sitting right over there. I see. <laughs> I've got one at home, um, and those are those are going to be around four hundred dollars. Yeah. They're going to be okay. faster, um, and the quality is really good. Um, and then we just go up from there. There's there's a brand new one that Epson just came out with. It's really cheap ink cost if you're going to do maybe larger sublimation right. things larger than mugs um but it's i mean it's it's new and it's over a thousand dollars so that yeah. i guess that's out the yeah. window yeah we've had great okay. experience and luck with the the sawgrass mm -hmm. sg 400 now 500 um okay. they're reliable um they last that's what i would recommend for someone yeah, starting that, out that would be a perfect go-to because you you'll be able to grow it'll grow with you you'll do mugs and if you want to do other so I think it goes to eight and a half by eleven as mm -hmm. far as the uh, the size of, of sublimation yeah. ink okay. or, or print that you can that you can produce. Um, so I think that'd be my recommendation. It's been it's been great. Okay, and is there would there be any? This might be a loaded question. Are there any resources uh, that you guys are aware of that would help someone learn more about well, there's, printing? There's their own yeah, what I was going to say that? like. Oh. Pod, the pod, the podcast. Yes. The pod. Oh, <laughs> yes. That is the resource we would recommend. Okay, great. And do you, I, saw that, I saw that you guys have, it looks like about four episodes already. Um, do yeah. you have one uh, that's, that talks more in depth about printing mugs and things like that? I don't know that we have a specific one on mugs. Um, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily have. Give them time. Give them time. Yeah. 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 Well, the one thing I'll say with, with any of these, um, you know, ways to, to print on your own, there's going to be a trial and error. You know, I mean, you're not going to listen to a podcast and make a mug perfectly the first time. It's going right. to take a while. I mean, even, even the way we do our internal processes for actually like printing and doing, they're different. They figured something out that works for them and their system. I figured something out that works for me and my systems. And, and so we, we do things differently and, and we've been, you know, what, 15 miles away from each other, you know, and doing it simultaneously the whole time. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's definitely a learning curve, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you can obviously, you can obviously reach out to us info at print on demand cast. If you do have questions, I had, great conversation with a lady the other day about just this topic and kind of some 
things to look out for. She's got a sawgrass actually on the way to her. Um, and she was asking some questions about how to set that up. So yeah, feel free to, to yeah. email us too. Yeah. Or if you have episode okay. suggestions. Like, yeah, episode I know suggestions. That, that was on the fly, but seriously, if you guys have, if there's people watching and listening that have questions about or specific topics they want us to cover, we'd be happy to do that. So yeah. send us send us ideas. Yeah, I mean, we- I'll send you ideas right now. Walmart, I don't know anything Walmart. about selling on Walmart and I don't know anyone selling on Walmart for print on demand. I know people selling on Walmart mm -hmm. for uh, private label and things like that, but um, I would love mm -hmm. an episode on that. And then an episode on influencer marketing. <laughs> Sorry, we'll give you a whole list of the stuff I don't know. It's actually episode five. Yeah, drop I think on the next episode is influencer marketing. It'll drop Thank you. Perfect. All right, so that one, and then what else? Um, uh, I had it. Oh, well, we'll think about it. Teresa has a question. She says um, she's asking about the grass. Um, saying you can't print white designs. I don't know anything about it. So yeah, sub, sublimation is, um, and, and we haven't, we've talked about talking about this on our podcast, but sublimation is, uh, it does, you can't print white because it's, it's a dye process. So you're actually dyeing. The, the reason the mug looks so amazing and awesome is because there's actually a polyester coating around the mug that the gases from the print, the specialty inks, it's not an ink, it's actually a dye. It goes into the polyester at 400, you know, ish degrees. Um, and so it's using the white of the mug as it's white. It doesn't do white. If you right. want to do a black mug, what they have is they have like a mug that has a, uh, all the way, like a rectangle all the way around it. that's white. And then you have to match the black and you print extra black behind your image. Right. Um, and, and you're basically sublimating that entire white rectangle to make a black mug, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Learn something new every day. I don't know anything about sublimation either. There, there's so much. That's what I love like about having a YouTube channel where we get to talk to different people because it's already been over two years and I feel like almost every show I learn something new. Like it's just, it's endless what you can learn. <laughs> yeah. That's like we were saying, we're going to that NBM show. Um, it, we were literally going there to look at look for mugs and ideas that we could, you know, maybe maybe expand our product category. And all of a sudden, we're learning about, like you said, aluminum and flat presses <laughs> and DTG and uh, UV printing oh, and yes. embroidery. It was, it really was. It was like we were. Both of us are kind of like, you know, the dog and up, you know, squirrel, you know, and, oh, and we had oh, that yeah. syndrome. <laughs> and and it was like. Guilty. Our, our, our ODD was like off the track. Yeah, I, I could have spent $100,000 on equipment I knew not to use. So I was just like, I want one of those and one of those yeah. and two of those. And it was like, I want to do all of it. So just start. So yeah, there's always so much to learn. And we know, and that, that's actually what I was going to say a minute ago. We know um, a lot, but we're also there. We know that we don't know a lot. And so yeah, we're never right. going to like say, you know, give, well, we're going to give you the, the, the advice that we have from our experience. And if we don't know something, you know, we don't know it. We'll try to figure we'll it out. Answer, yeah, yeah. We'll find the answer or we'll just tell you, yeah. you know, we don't know it, but, right. um, but that's kind of why we started the podcast because we're like, 
you know, that whole imposter syndrome thing, you, you don't realize how mm -hmm. much you actually know. Uh, my wife is constantly telling me that. She's constantly saying, you know so much about this stuff. You should be telling people. You should be teaching people. You should be doing all these things. Yep. And, and you know, finally, we feel like we have kind of a platform with the print-on-demand cast to, yeah. to start doing that. Yeah. Which is fun. Perfect. I'm so excited you're going to do that because it's so many people have that imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it. Like, even when I try to get people on the show, they, they think that they can't do it for some reason. I'm like, I am learning from you. Like, please come on the show. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I'm so glad that you guys are starting it now because I've already learned so much from you in like five minutes. So um, I'm awesome. definitely looking forward to the podcast and learning more. Um, but I, I was going to say, so you were talking about like, if you're building, like you guys are actually, you know, having employees and, and warehouses and, and equipment and, and doing some of the stuff yourself. Um, so are you also building your own brand? Are you building more than one brand? How, how are you doing that? Well, yeah, so my wife um, has started an Etsy shop, which is a brand that she's been building for the last three and a half years um, because uh, the, the business, well, for apparel is run by myself and my father-in-law. And so, um, okay she wanted to kind of launch a home decor brand and okay. the notion to my father-in-law and I of printing anything on a pillow cover was ludicrous. So we were like, well, we'll give it a shot. Jason was basically trying to be a good father uh, and I was trying to be a supportive husband and saying like, all right, cool. Like let's do it. So she started Bonnie Jean's homestead prints on Etsy and, uh, Man, she has built that thing in the last two and a half years to where she is our number two client, if not number one, depending on the month. Wow. Pillow That's covers, amazing. Wooden signs. All I mean, so we you know, we print on pillows, wooden signs, tea towels. Um, of course she sells mugs and shirts. And so she utilizes everything that we have at our disposal to print on, and she's built that brand up very successfully. Um, so that's one brand. I, I think for us. I think for us internally, that's like the only brand that we're building. Otherwise, we okay. kind of okay. influencer marketing thing of helping people sell their brand that they've already built. Their brand. Okay. So but you are you kind of like a are you pretty much a fulfillment company yourself then? So you work with other sellers or how? Yes. Yeah. So so we okay. have. You know, okay. we work with that's what I wasn't with, understanding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone else needs a fulfillment partner, well, for we'd love to help you. We do, we work with Travis and a seller out of California. And then we do, we fulfill a lot of people's Etsy stuff as well. Uh, their Etsy shop, um, okay. fulfill their customers. Um, so we do a lot of uh, fulfillment and but Bonnie jeans would be the only brand that we are building internally. I guess you are, you're, you have your, the okay. matron part. Yeah. Right? We've done some, um, some niche brand stuff um, and have, you know, I've, I experimented, I took it on Facebook and actually believe it or not, ran a profitable campaign on Facebook, which to me still shocks me because I, I'd never done it before, but I learned a ton. Um, actually I was, I was right before I came over here, I was um, tweaking some stuff and actually created my first lookalike audience to do a campaign to. And um, nice. so there's some nice. of that going on, but again, it's like, I'm, I really feel like I'm just, it's the tip of the iceberg to what you can do with Facebook marketing. And those guys, 
they think yeah. in ways that I just do, don't understand. <laughs> it's like they're, they could be like, they're like Jedi masters and I'm a lowly pad one, I guess. Good reference. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Jacob, Jacob Facebook said hi. And Christine and hi everyone. If I missed anyone, um, thank you guys. So, all right, well, gosh, there's so much to think about, so many questions to ask. Go ahead, Christina, are you gonna say something? Um, jo Josiah, can you repeat the name of the your company, the fulfillment? Yeah, yeah for sure. What for apparel? Um, you can find us at whatforapparel.com, uh, what for apparel on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all of the vestiges of social tell, media. Tell them the reason you called it what for apparel. Okay, so yeah, it's a good, it does a good story. There's a lot of people don't understand. Not the number four. No. Yeah. Yeah. Even my wife's okay. like, why, why did you name it what for? <laughs> so uh, we, we, my father-in-law and I have background in church ministry and. Music. We did a lot of the worship ministry, which is how we met as well. Mm -hmm. Met on the same worship team at church, and so we wanted to start something that would be for the creative. And initially, we thought about just opening it to musicians because musicians have so much going on, and they're trying to sell their own brand. That merch is oftentimes the last thing to think about uh, right. because they don't want to yeah. house and store all the stuff. So, we're like, what if we created a platform that allowed them to open up an online store, have virtual inventory, completely free? And we print what they sell and they make free money basically at the end of every month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And said, took that idea and said, well, why don't we just open it up to influencers of all types, not just musicians. And we were trying to think of a name. Uh, we were sitting around the desks and trying to think of a name. And I think cause driven apparel was one or good cause apparel, something like that. And I just said, why don't we call it what for apparel? Because if Helen, you were to come to me and say, Hey, we, you should buy my shirt. My first question probably is going to be, what for? Well, it's for my car, <laughs> for my platform, it's for my, so that's why we called it what for apparel. And even the, you know, the logo has a question mark in it. What for question mark apparel. Uh, but so that's kind of the origin of the name and kind of just, you know, kind of speaks to the, the mission statement of why we, we started the company. So yeah, what for apparel.com and then okay. again, what for apparel on all social media platforms. So you, so, yeah, so you're supporting influencers. <laughs> You're so you're supporting influencers. So when you say yeah. you're working with influencers, you're helping them sell their products. So sure. there's there's so many different ways. Because some people yeah. build their own brand and they want an influencer to help sell their, you know, whatever, their designs or their like if it's somebody in their niche, they might want right. them to, you know, wear it on a yes. YouTube video yeah. or, or Facebook or something, yeah. Instagram. So so yeah. how do you reach out to the influencers to let them know that you like this idea of selling t-shirts right. or selling merch? So again, there, I guess there are different uh, variations for lack of a better term of influencer marketing. My wife does a lot of that influencer marketing. That is, if I send you two pillows for free, will you post it to your story and link my store and have your followers yeah. go and buy my stuff? I'll, or I'll pay you this much if you, for this many sales or what have you. And yep. so that's one okay. way of, of influencer marketing. The way that we do it, and we've, I mean, we, we basically, for lack of a better term, we headhunt people on Instagram. We search hashtags, okay. we search trends. And if we find someone, TikTok has been huge recently. Uh, TikTok. I was going to say, are you on TikTok? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Dun, we'll, dun, we'll dun. Talk to us about that. I'm so uh, excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so basically we look for people that have a good, uh, you know, a good following size, size of following. 
And then I also go and look at the engagement that they have with their followers. Do they respond to comments? Do they interact? Because you can have, I've learned you can have a large number of followers, but unless you engage them, then they're not going to be really willing to invest in you because you don't engage with them in their comments, their likes or what have you. So that's basically, and then we'll just send them a direct message and say, Hey, I love your content. And this is what we can do for you. We want to help you monetize the following you've already built. All you have to do is advertise the merch you create on our platform to the following you already have, and we'll take care of everything else for you. The printing, the fulfilling, the customer service, we'll give you a free web store on our platform. Um, and so that's basically the pitch. And a lot, and I would say TikTok is actually 90% of the people are like, that sounds amazing. Um, so, and I usually- Oh my gosh. So many people that I have to think that you can't make money on TikTok. And I am just like, I don't know what is my problem, why I can't, like, I don't make the videos myself. Like, something about it, I just am like, ah. But yeah. it's one of those things where I knew it was such a good opportunity. So I'm so glad that you guys are taking advantage of it because I don't really know too many people taking advantage of it. So are yeah. people on TikTok that you're reaching out to, are they making money? Yes. Um, so one, one of the guys, um, and I don't make a lot of, I used to make some TikTok videos, but I've gotten so busy that I don't have the time to film yeah, and making other people's TikTok merch. Yeah, exactly. So I can't make the videos anymore. Um, but so one, one guy that we, we talked to, you know, when we found, when I found him, he had like 600,000 followers and I thought he was hilarious in, in the, the gimmick yeah. that he had and stuff. So we, I pitched him, he made the merch. And in the first month, he made $3,000. In the first two weeks, he made $3,000 in commissions by itself. Um, so Perfect. that was wildly successful. And everyone that launches on TikTok um, that pushes it does well. I've learned hey. that influencers aren't necessarily marketers or advertisers, and some of them really don't know. Some of them do, right. some of them Right, don't. big difference, yes. yeah. Yeah. So, but the reason that I like this version of influencer marketing is because we help them create the merch, but it's up to them to market it themselves. It's not our, it's not our job to market for them. They've already done yeah. all that work by building their following. So it takes the pressure off of marketing all these different clients off of us. And we just market ourselves as a company and what we can do for people. And then it's up to them to drive the traffic. to the Yeah. Store. And guys, I feel like, I feel like this is such a huge opportunity and I, and I did not think we'd be talking about this today. I don't know how, like it's because I'm thinking about TikTok. So every guest somehow we start talking about TikTok, but yeah. Instagram has so many people reaching out to people who have big Instagram followers. So they're inundated with offers from all different people. TikTok is a whole different thing. People, a, people are not reaching out to the influencers there. B, the influencers grew so fast that they don't even know they're an influencer right now because it was like they went from zero to a million like so fast that they're just not even aware of their influence yet. And, um, and just the growth potential on there is so massive. So if anybody wants to do what they're doing, that is a huge opportunity. And there's so many people on there. So it's like yeah. you, none of us could ever reach everybody for that. Um, yeah, so I'm so excited yeah. you you led the way on that because I've been <laughs> wanting to do that, but just for some reason, kind of like how you wanted to do the podcast for two years and I, and just didn't. I'm like, right. where I'm like, oh, here's an amazing opportunity over here. Okay, well, I got to do yeah. my weekly show. I got to do this and that. <laughs> and like, 
I'm like, darn it, this opportunity that I saw a year ago is now like yeah. almost, oh, not over, but like not as good as when, you know, a year yeah. ago. Yeah, we like to say, you know, there, there's enough of the pie for everybody. It's one of the things I loved about the FDA yeah. community and I'm finding about the print community too, um, for the most part, is yeah. that everyone's very willing to help each other succeed. Yeah. Um, but the key to yeah. that, and if you're listening and if you're watching, one thing we always say is the worst thing you can do is nothing. Don't yes. don't take yes. don't don't do not do something. Take action. Don't yeah. be inactive um, because then you're doing more than 90% of the people with the knowledge that you have that are doing nothing with it. So yep. it's up to you to take that knowledge and use it and, and make it into a tool to grow your business. So And you know more than you think you do. 100%. You are not an yeah. imposter. The fact, yeah, Travis was like, hey, do you want to go on this Facebook Live and talk about print on demand? And I'm like, what do we, what do I, why am I, me? <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 I think everyone suffers from it, but it, the reality is, is that you do have things that can help people right. grow, overcome hurdles, yeah. regardless of how much you downplay it. It could be that key that someone's looking for to unlock the the mystery that they've been wrestling with for the last month. So don't hesitate to share the knowledge that you have because it, it's helpful to somebody. Thank you so much for saying that. And it, it, it like blows my mind how people think that they don't have helpful things to say. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you guys have already taught me so much in like, this one show and so many people are like that so anyway that's one of my i thought i was starting a um print on demand show but like out of the two years that i've been doing this most of it has been building people up to start youtube channels go live i have this whole like uh i don't know what you want to call it pipeline i guess of future leaders like because i have people that i reach out to every like six months and I'm like, okay, you ready yet? Are you ready? Like <laughs> building people up. Um, so I yeah, don't think my I think the reason like the imposter is, I was just gonna say that the reason I think that the imposter syndrome can be so prevalent is because we are complete, always surrounded and engulfed by social media, which right. is really just a curated collection of people's best moments and insightful <laughs> quotes that they get from Google and don't quote the author on or you know what I mean? Like so, right. so like, <laughs> the, the comparison thing can steal your your motivation, steal your joy. Yeah. If you're really feeling like you should share this, mm -hmm. but then you're always comparing yourself with the people who are the yeah. smart yeah. ones. They, they, they got there because they opened their mouth and started sharing knowledge, and people saw it being valuable. Case in point. <laughs> yeah. The print on demand cast is exactly that. I mean, yeah, people absolutely. could be hearing this stuff right now yeah. and being like, oh, man, I. I've been doing this for three years and I don't have half of the experiences that Travis and Josiah. No, you have different experiences totally. that are right. in some ways probably better yeah, than you can some teach of ours. something. Exactly. Probably. So yeah, that's, that's all thing. And, and the print on demand cast, like you said, your show has become more about building people up. And I think for Travis and I, mm -hmm. um, the biggest goal for us is to equip people with not only the tools, but the confidence to realize that they can do it. And if we can if we can edify people in the process as well as educate them, I think that for us is the perfect scenario. And have a few laughs along the way. Yes. And, <laughs> and drinks. You gotta, you gotta do your cheers with your beers. I have <laughs> my water. I'm no water placement, I'm gonna worry Jay, Jay was on the show, was it last week? And he's like big into wine. So I like quickly before the show ran down and got a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but this show, I uh, forgot. I just have water. 
Yeah, <laughs> me too. Water. Yeah, Bud Light's basically water anyway, so it's the same thing. Exactly. There you go. Perfect. Um, well, this is so fun. I'm so I'm so excited to learn all this stuff from you guys. I um, oh my gosh, it's almost nine. I'm looking at the clock. This hour flew. Um, right. Let me just turn it over to you. Yes, I'm like I got to only like out of like my hundred questions for you guys. I, I don't really have that many, but we'll, I, I just know I could learn so much. Tell us whatever you want to tell us. What about your podcast, about anything you want us to know? I've been talking a lot. No, that's fine. I, I, we, would, we, we would love for you to check it out. And if you don't like it, you know, what have you lost? You've lost an hour of your time. Yeah. Um, I mean, our goal is to basically be the podcast that we wish we had found three years ago. Um, so we're, we're going to be talking about, and you know, I'm, I'm basically parrot. We have even parroted a lot of the things that we've already talked about. Um, but on the show, we plan to talk about all the different channels, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, um, Walmart, Walmart and, uh, you know, Shopify, uh, probably talking about some of the technical things, um, like, sawgrass printings, you know, or, or printers and setting up your sublimation. Maybe we'll talk about some, uh, some basic DTG tips, you know, and how high the platen needs to be. And, um, so, so there may be some shows that you're like, well, I have no interest in this, but there also may be some shows that you're like, man, this is exactly what I needed at this particular moment, you know? And so, um, yeah, give it a give it a shot. I think. Yeah. I mean, we try to kind of keep it. We like dad jokes. We do. Uh, we we've, we've got some bumpers that you know, like separate the different type parts of our show. And um, both of us, you know, have kind of crazy wacky minds, and we go into GarageBand and make really silly sounding things, and and just because we can, you know, and it's just a good, it's just a good fun time. So uh, we're really having a good time with the show, and. Um, we also really want people to connect with us too. Yeah. Um, we've got a Facebook page. We eventually, you know, I'm, I'm planning on doing a group, um, you know, just to, again, to have those, those connections with yeah. the people that are listening, get ideas for the podcast. What did we forget? What did we miss? What do we need to cover? Yeah. Um, we're very open to the audience's participation uh, with all this. Yeah. I think right. for me, awesome. going back to, to Travis, when you did RMRC, I was a part of a lot of Facebook groups that dealt with Amazon, but being a part of a community of people that were more, you know, in person at RMRC or part of the RMRC Facebook group, mm -hmm. um, building a community is super, super important of people who are like-minded and kind of going after the same goals. Right. So please interact with us, you know, printondemandcast.com, info at printondemandcast.com. Uh, you can send us emails. Uh, we, we we love stuff like this, meeting new people. It's been awesome to to talk with you. Yeah. And we'd love to have you guys on and learn your story and have you talk about your experience. Okay. I think that'd be great. That would be awesome. For sure. Perfect. Well, well else can you I, tell you? <laughs> I was just gonna tell everybody the links that they were just saying should be in the um, description. So you guys should see that on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, if you have any trouble, just let me know. I'll post the links again. Um, but they should be there. And I'm just so excited to find somebody who's actually using TikTok. And I'm like, because yeah. I'm, I'm in a TikTok group, so there's tons of people there using it. 
Um, and so I'm seeing their success, but I haven't like known as many people in our community, like in print on demand that are doing it. So I'm excited that you guys are doing it and know, um, know of people having success. Um, I'm glad that they didn't shut down the app. Hopefully they won't. We'll see. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? If they are or aren't or what's going to happen? We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Just say it doesn't mean Trump interpretation or impersonation. Sometimes interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Yeah. It's so, so um, funny because I've. I've oh. Sorry, I was just gonna say I've told Christina before. I'm like, it's so weird when I start like like getting excited about a topic or thinking about a topic, it just comes up everywhere. So because I've been excited about TikTok like the last two shows, it's like somehow come up. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, go ahead, Christina. Yep. Um, just a couple things. So the the your podcast, the on demand cast. What day of the week do you release new episodes? Currently, we we started kind of i mean it's only we only have four episodes but uh last the last two weeks we've been doing it on wednesdays so that's okay. probably the day we'll release um yeah. every wednesday um we've talked about maybe starting a second show but um more on that later we we haven't really we've got <laughs> i think we have another four or five shows like already recorded we just have to you know mix them and everything uh we're doing an actually an interview uh right after your show tonight with 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 someone that's going to be on the show in the future. So um, we have a, we have a lot of content and we have a lot of ideas for content. It's just a matter of, you know, having the time to yeah. edit it all and actually record I, it. I would say post Q4, we'll start. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The secondary show. And, then, you know, and, stuff like and that. that's the reason why I don't do editing because I know if I did it, it would just never happen. We would never post a show. So we go live because then it's just done. It's like Mondays at yeah. eight, go live. And I was listening to your podcast and I'm like, you, you put in different sound effects and different stuff. And I'm like, I'm so glad that, that somebody does it. Cause it's never going to be me. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if I have like a, assistance or somebody to help but for me i'm like i just want to hear your story like i just want to talk about print on demand <laughs> awesome. um, but anyway i i'm excited for your podcast and i'm excited hopefully we can get you guys back on at some point because i have a lot more questions about walmart and about um all of it uh your your company that yeah. the, the uh, actually um partnering with you maybe or other people in the audience to have you guys help us with with fulfilling stuff and um there's just so much to ask you so I, i'm really excited that you guys came on today thank you so much yeah yeah thank you and we're like yeah like i said we're, we're happy to come back again and this has been Perfect. awesome we've had a lot of fun so at least i won't speak for travis i've had a lot of fun i had a lot of fun too <laughs> so we'd love to come Good. back and more about tiktok or walmart or yeah, we appreciate we appreciate you guys opening up to some. I For mean, sure. Literally, we have four episodes, and you guys are having us on and showing, yeah. you know, sharing this with your your huge Facebook group, and we appreciate that because oh my like I said, we want we want to have more listeners. You know, yeah. I mean, we want people to find our show, and so we're just open to ideas on on ways to to get our show out there, and so we appreciate you guys allowing us to come here and, and promote it. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. what we're about. You know, just getting yeah. more information out there to people like all of us. So, yeah. yeah. 
And like you guys said about like, there's plenty to go around. Like there's so many opportunities I just literally can't get to. So, like like all of TikTok, I, I didn't do it. Um, and then same with like mugs and, and all the different stuff you guys do. I haven't even tried it. Like I have been YouTube, our Facebook group, merch, and then like trying to do KDP and um, Redbubble and like a few other platforms and that's about it. Then it's like, oh, my day is gone. <laughs> So um, there's so many other opportunities and um, I wish I wish we had like an extra 24 hours a day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> For sure. That's where hiring comes in. So, oh, that's the other show. Yeah, I wanted to do. Hiring. yeah hiring and VAs and yeah, all, that, all stuff. that stuff. Yeah. So that's that's what I really need to do because I, I do way too much myself. So, um, yeah. All right, so we'll like have to book you every week for like the next. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, there's a lot I want to learn from you guys. So, cool, awesome. All right, well, did we cover everything? I know you guys got to go do the interview. I think uh, that's that probably great. it, right? It was great. It was a lot of fun. We'll we'll do it again for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, and thank you everybody for watching, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.